forever. Dog. Hey, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. This is Peppermint. And this still is Caswell. I haven't lost my job yet. (laughs) (laughs) And you are listening to It's a Mess. Yes, you are. You are in the right place at the right time right now you're exactly where you're supposed to be listening to me and peppermint what's going on peppermint yo yo baby i'm doing good how you doing i'm good i'm good it's um, i'm here i just got my hair done <laughs> you know people always say that it's like and it's already war- sweating out right they always say it's warmer in la or they always said that but i feel like it's always 10 degrees cooler here or it's just not humid I, you know when i was in new york it was so fucking humid just like it's definitely not humid in in la (laughs) no it's definitely not humid in la it is pretty nice like there's always kind of a nice breeze to tell you the truth but um i've just been casting for a new video i got a new video i gotta get ready for so if you're listening i'm looking for guys over 40 that just look normal i'm not looking for you know andrew christian models and guys that lift weights i'm looking for normal (laughs) guys that might go get a lap dance so i'm looking for guys that get lap dances so i've been casting for that video and uh, is that a little bit of a preview of what we might see in the video there's more lap dances here uh gay for pay guys twerkers strippers pole dancers in my next video then i i i'm taking it to another level of nastiness i'm gi- i'm giving the right a new reason oh, to hate gays in the next video so <laughs> that's my goal don't you that's not new that's not new <laughs> well my, my last always, video i mean each video you do that well my last video was you know pretty christian <laughs> minus the butt cheeks i mean we all got butt cheeks but you know, so, I mean, the, come on. What do you what do you are you going on tour soon again as always? I am going yeah, I'm going on tour soon and I'm really speaking of your music video, I'm really excited for the new Hustlers movie with J Lo and Cardi B and our girl Trace Lissette. <laughs> oh my god, I um, saw that and today. It comes out, yeah. I know. So so that comes out. It's it should be out any day now. I um the trailer came out. The trailer looks fierce and uh I can't wait. Yeah. So if you're if you're listening, go and make sure you see J Lo, Cardi B and Trace Lissette Look, in the new movie Hustlers. I, I could watch Trace Lissette just cook scrambled eggs or put she's her socks so on. Do you do you follow she's her Instagram so where she where she gorgeous. takes care of her flowers, her mm-hmm. plants? No, I didn't see that, but I want to. You should watch her Instagram stories because she has like a whole saga dedicated to her plants. She names them, and they're all in, and she you know waters them, and she talks to them, and sometimes they die. It's dramatic, but it's cute. Trace um, Lissette is so, so yeah. fierce. If you haven't, if you don't follow Trace Lissette on Instagram, she, you're a fool. She's she's so <laughs> super gorgeous and so super sexy. And on top of that, she's so sweet. You know, I just I I, I she's love. She's so Trace. sweet and so talented. I can't talk enough great things about her, so Same. Um, keep your eyes peeled for that movie. And um, and so anyway, yeah, I'm on tour. Again, I'm leaving on tour. Yeah. So uh, I'll probably be recording the next podcast from, you know, like London or Australia or the moon. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm uh, excited to answer some questions. We've been getting some great questions mm-hmm. from people, um, and uh, and I think we should jump right in. But before we do... As always, we have to tell everybody, first of all, this is an advice podcast. Yes. Okay. We are not professionals. Nope. We are um, just, what are we? Uh, trash. Best <laughs> friends. Kiki. I was going to say, laughing at all you. But maybe we're trash. <laughs> 
uh, faces and names and places have been changed to protect the innocent. And the guilty. (laughs) (laughs) I was waiting for you to say that. Uh, And and tell them where they can hit our social media. Um, On our social media, well, we are... um, It's a mess podcast on Instagram. Follow us. Um, We tend to follow back. Also... Um, I'm Caswell Official on Instagram. Are you Peppermint247? Is that what you are? How dare you? Of course I am. But we're only going to be answering questions from... If you want to have your question read on air, you must follow us. And that's how you can also submit a question, is you can hit the email button. um, And the email is askkazandpep at gmail.com. If you just want to go... If you're already following us, but have been really nervous about putting in a a question, now's the time. Mm -hmm. It's all anonymous. Mm -hmm. Don't forget. Give us a fake name or we'll (laughs) we'll give you one. Some of y'all... Don't even give us a name or you give us some type of description of yourself or something like that. But we'll give you one too. But we will not oh, – oh. when, when your email comes up, I don't – we don't put your name. So don't worry about all that. And we, we should also mention that if you're not sure exactly how to – it is important that you format it properly because we want to make sure we extract as much of your tea as possible. Right. So the best way to help us get all the tea is uh, on our social media, in our in our highlights, there is a questionnaire. And if you're not sure, sure how to format it or what – Fill out that questionnaire. Make sure you hit all the bullet points in that questionnaire and answer each of the points that we ask um, and then submit it to us. This way we'll have all the information we need. Don't just be like, I don't know what to name my dog. You know, like we need to know like what kind of dog it is. What, you know, like we need to know all that information. Right. We like uh-huh. dog questions, so keep them, keep them coming. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, speaking of questions, um, mm-hmm. let's get to question number one. It's time. Cue music. Hello, Caswell and Peppermint. Congrats on the podcast. So, me and my boyfriend have been together for about two years now, and we get each other like no other. We have literally everything gay men could ask for. Our sex is great, but I'm a straight-up dick pig, and I've been wanting to experiment with bringing other people into the bedroom, you know, like threesomes and foursomes, etc. I've asked him, and he just kind of brushes it off, and every time I try to talk to him about it, he just says, not yet. How do I bring this up with him in conversation without him feeling like I'm pushing it on him? Love, a horny gay. Mmm. A horny (laughs) gay. Okay. Is there any other kind? I mean, I hate to generalize. (laughs) That's all right. Uh, the question. Do you think this is kind of a common problem for, for, for gay couples? Do I think this is a common problem? I think majority of... Issue. I don't want to call it a problem. Uh, it's a problem. It's a problem for him. He's writing us in. But <laughs> I think, I think mm-hmm. that when the sex gets kind of played out and redundant, that's probably one of the biggest problems. I mean, he says he has a good... He says that they have a great sex life, but it's obviously not great enough for him if he needs to resort to more people. But <clears throat> here's the question. Can a dick pig get enough dick? <laughs> I mean, if if you are a self-proclaimed yeah. <laughs> dick pig, as he says he is, is one dick enough? Like... If you have is one dick that dick you're compatible enough? with, is it what? No, I was like, is, is one dick even enough? Like, even if you invite extra people <laughs> into the bedroom, he might be like, wow, that orgy was great. But now we need a gangbang. You know, like, I feel like once you open the hole, once you dig that hole deeper, it just gets deeper and deeper. I've seen it in videos. 
It just gets deeper and deeper, and then you want something bigger to put in it. Uh, That's the truth. Okay, girl. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is like I'm trying to I'm trying to help somebody here. What I'm trying to say is the question is okay, okay. like if you're a, if you are a self-proclaimed dick pig, can you stick with one dick, and mm-hmm. for how long? And do you need dick variety? And do you need a dick in every flavor? I mean, I just he he says he has a great sex life, but it seems that it's not great enough that he can just stick with one. And like, if he's sowing his oats right now, should he even be trying to settle down in a relationship? Or maybe if he's going to be in a relationship, should he be in a relationship with a fellow dick pig? Well, you know, I don't remember hearing the word love in his question. He said they, they have a great life and a great sex life and they really enjoy each other years. and they get each other like no other. I mean, that's a long time, but that doesn't necessarily mean love, you know? I mean, it means something. And I don't know, look, but I'm, I have been in such, I've done closed relationships, I've done open relationships, and my, my personal um, philosophy on monogamy and love changes all the time. I, I believe that because in 2019 and and beyond, we are going to be in the time where monogamy is not really the way to go. True. Where, you know, people should just be able to be open, sex positive, and having, you know, multiple partners if that's what they think. But the bottom line is, I don't think we've figured out a way to be emotionally dis- disconnected or not get not have jealousy enter the picture. Like the two things that enter the picture are resentment, jealousy, and then boredom. Right. And resentment, jealousy, and boredom are the death of a relationship. And I and I, I can attest that's what happened to my relationship. Some of my relationships is that I've Same. opened it up and then invite somebody in and then here oh shit. Now you're with Miss Thing that we let in the room. You know, and that's happened before. Mm-hmm. And but I don't know how to avoid that. But the other thing about this question that's kind of interesting is that when he explains to his boyfriend that he wants to have three ways and four ways, the boyfriend says not yet. But I'm thinking maybe he's just saying not yet because he's really not comfortable with the idea of group sex at all. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. I've you know I prefer. Have one you ever had person. group sex? Yes, I have, and. Every time it was a disaster, the lights are too dark, I'm eating the wrong person's ass and shit like that. It's just like not shit like that. It's just not. <laughs> I don't I, I, I won't say I, if I have because you haven't asked. I, I'm not saying I won't try it again, but I just don't. Uh, I'd rather just have an open relationship if that was going to happen and just have variety and just leave it that way and be open about that. But if he's your, if you're in a relationship with someone, I'm going to assume that he does love this person. I mean, because he's concerned about this person enough. He obviously cares about this person, how this person feels. And they've been together for two years. <clears throat> and look, I, I, I obviously don't know every... Hold up, freeze. I obviously don't know every... You know, gay couple that started bringing new sex partners into their relationship. But what I do know, all of my friends that have done it, it starts off a great thing and it's liberating, blah, 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 eventually becomes a problem. Every single time, I have two of this on top of my head, but I could probably think of seven, seven or eight, that once they bring someone in and that person becomes a regular, one person catches feelings. And when the feelings get involved and it's no, no longer just about sex, those bring in severe complications and they always break up. I know I know a couple that were married and then they decide to bring a third into the marriage and it was like a three-way marriage. Now the original couple is divorced. They were married and and the the the, the other two were together. 
So, yeah, look, it always it always happens that way. When you introduce like this, this is the situation that, and I don't think I've seen it this way. I've seen it with gay couples. I've I do know some couples that. I've, I've ran into couples. I've ran into men who say that they are in an open or non-monogamous relationship or marriage. I've met guys on Tinder who that's on their profile. I've never spoken to the wife. Something makes me think that these guys are just saying that to, to make themselves feel better about cheating on their wife. Right. Because we don't know what the wife, how the wife feels about it. However... Um, or in addition to that, the gays and the queer people that I've met, I that I've had the opportunity to get to know, like I've met queer people who've been in threesomes and throuples and all this stuff. Everyone that I know that I personally have connection with has, like you said, has ended pretty badly. Has ended where the, where the newest person into the thing is now the person that they're with. Whoever's new is get is taking that man or woman mm-hmm. or person. Right. Um, and you know. I don't know how we can avoid that. I just don't know how how it's possible to avoid that. And so I think my conclusion is that threesomes and foursomes and gangbangs and all kinds of stuff, that's for porn. That is for porn. That is not for your relationship. Right. I think having a fantasy is is good. And I think playing out that fantasy is good. If you need to get a different dick, because it's just psychological. You don't really need a different dick. That's just you saying, I get off by ha- by being fucked by different dicks. Can't you just have your boyfriend go out and put on a different outfit and turn down the lights and pretend to be the stranger? Well, no, let's, that doesn't always do work that. either. So I don't know about all that. That's true. <clears throat> he comes People out. aren't good actors, but I don't know. I, 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 I think it's tough. And I think, I think, okay, so this is what I think. I think that um, <laughs> what do you a think, horny girl? gay... I think it's I think it's important a horny gay that you weigh your weigh the results and weigh the risk versus the benefits and, right. and the disadvantages. Mm-hmm. Is having a night of two or three extra dicks worth losing your relationship because it could potentially cost you your relationship and it won't be a we fucked a bunch of guys and he dumped me the next day. It'll be we fucked a bunch of guys and now it could be we fucked a bunch of guys and now I'm looking at someone else or he's looking at someone else. So is leaving this relationship worth it to you? Mm-hmm. And maybe it is. Maybe if you can't go another year without getting fucked by 10 guys, then you need to be like, boo, I need to go. But I do think you need to make a decision about what what is more important to you and, and then work within that. And- if it's more important for you to have 10 dicks... Then, then date one of the guys, you know, just go on a bunch of dates and fuck a bunch of people and be single. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he should really That's respect his, his boyfriend's boundaries as far as what his comfort level is with having group sex or, you know, <clears throat> getting more people in the mix in general. And if he doesn't want to do it, he shouldn't be pressured to do it. You know, his boyfriend... What's his name? Horny gay. Horny gay's boyfriend might really guy. feel might really feel like he's being pressured into doing something he doesn't want to do, and that's another reason to cause resentment. So I feel like if this is that important to you, and you're jumping out of your skin because you want to go have some sixteen way, and you have some, you know, you want to go back into your <laughs> group sex fantasies, then you should you should just let him know that, and 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 maybe this isn't time for you to be in a serious relationship. You know, maybe it's really just not time. You know, I have a question. What? 
I wonder if a horny gay, we don't know this, so I don't, I wonder if a horny gay has experience at threesomes and foursomes. No, I think so. Obviously, he, if he's if he's a self-proclaimed dick pig, then I'm I'm willing to bet that he's already had mm-hmm. his three ways and four ways and done some crazy shit with the, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of anonymous sex and he misses that aspect of his sex life. Now he found someone he cares about, he has good sex with, but he doesn't feel fulfilled. I mean, you know, there are some people that have open relationships as far as like sleeping around with other people, but they don't bring that into their bedroom and that might be something that you want to try out. So, what's your verdict? I just said my verdict, girl. You paying attention? Oh, so so just try. Okay, I didn't. You didn't like present it like final thought. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's it. Now we want to know how it's going to turn out. Yeah, I really want to follow. So make up. sure you let us know. I want to follow up, Honey Gay, and I want you to let us know how it goes. And like I said, I think that if you can just have sex with other people outside of the bedroom and not bring him into it, that's what I think that you should do. Because he can obviously get his gangbang on without inviting his boyfriend into it. And if, and that's what's going to make him happy. So and, if, and maybe your boyfriend just wants you with you alone. And that seems to be the case. So try that out. Let us see All how right. it goes. Keep the bedroom. Just you and your boyfriend. Go outside the bedroom for your group sex situations and see if he's yep. okay get with a that. Set, set, get a set of dildos bet, and let us know. Eventually, it's probably going to happen because if he's jumping out of his skin enough to write a letter to us, and he's probably already, you know, on grind to trying to <laughs> try to Uh-oh. go wherever, which is fine too. But let us know how it goes. All right, so let's go to the next question. You ready for the next question? Yes, I am. Cue music. Dear Kaz and Pep, I am a gay woman living in Miami. Me and my wife of three years have been wanting to have a child for a long time. We originally looked into adoption, but the process is too lengthy, stressful, and expensive. We also looked into artificial insemination, but there's no way we could afford it. A few months ago, we made the decision to ask my wife's best friend, who is a gay man, if he would be the sperm donor. He was originally a little uncomfortable about the idea of having intercourse with his best friend, but soon got over it and is now excited about the idea of helping us have a child. We're planning everything out to the T and decided the best time for my wife to get pregnant would be in September. Here's the thing. We explained to my wife's bestie that we do want the child to know who her biological father is, but the buck pretty much stops there. We don't want him parenting or really having any say on how we bring up the child. The closer we get to the date, he keeps saying things like what school he thinks the child should go to for pre-K. He also started to show his ideas on the lifestyle and diet that my wife should have while she's pregnant. He asked us last week if we knew what religion we want to bring up the child, uh, if we're going to start taking our child to church. Last night, he started spitting out baby names at us, and that was the last straw for me. Me and my wife are starting to get more and more uncomfortable, but we also feel we don't have many options as far as men that we're comfortable with as far as using their sperm. Besides the fact he's the only man that my wife feels comfortable with, that he's also very healthy, has good genes, and apparently a high sperm count. We are confused because we don't know if we should call this off or if we should move forward. Let me know if you have any ideas. Your advice would be appreciated. Signed, Mom-to-be in Miami. Ooh, Mom-to-be. Oh, wow. This is so, like, okay, you know, I'm, like, straight up in the... I know it's, like, already pretty much 
season three is pretty much over. Um, I have been watching, I've been catching up on Handmaid's Tale. And so this just reminds me of not quite an exact story from Handmaid's Tale because they're making a decision together. But it kind of reminds me of it because, you know, um, when you... The, the, the interesting thing about bringing, I, I think, about bringing a baby in to the world um, with someone you know is that then they're going to become curious and want to be involved. So I don't know if there's any way around this. You know, you invited this dude to to be involved and I don't know. Now I think it would just be that's a big decision. I don't know. If I was going to ask somebody, like, okay, the two things that I would be almost irreversible about asking people, number three, three things. Number one is, will you marry me for citizenship or vice versa? I mean, I'm already a citizen, but I'm saying, like, if, you know, marrying someone for a green card. That's kind of like, once you say yes to it, they're making their plans. Number two is let's have a baby with each other. That's not something that you can just be like, oh, we did it with so-and-so. Never mind. Don't come. And then the third thing is like, can I borrow your underwear? <laughs> I don't know. These are just three like things you have to really be sure about asking. <laughs> well, I kind of want to go right to my advice for this person because I've never been in this situation. Okay. I don't want kids. I don't really want to bring up kids. I don't think I'd be a brilliant tour guide on this planet. I, I, I've always <laughs> say I want grandkids, but I don't want kids because I want to have that moment where I can be a lot older and just have kids running around and shit like that. Like I think that is sweet, but I really don't want kids. So if that part I can't relate to. However, I think what you should do is sit him down, lay down the law, let him know how it's going to be again. It seemed like you already told him that. Like, he can be, like, I think it's important that the child knows their biological father and he can be known as Uncle Mike or whatever his name is and stuff like that. But the next thing I think you should really do is get a lawyer. Because if he starts to feel mm-hmm. attached to the kid and he wants to adopt the kid or he starts crossing boundaries and wants to get involved in the kid's life in a way that he shouldn't, you should have something written up so that he doesn't start to claim the child and that you legally adopt this child. You legally adopt this child and that he has no parental rights to the child. That's very, very important. And you, he should sign something so that he knows that. And he, you know, you should express, you know, we, we love you. We trust you. We trust your sperm. You know, we trust, you, you know, you're, you're going to be, she, you know, my wife is your best friend. But but as far as parental decisions, that is on me and my wife, and that has nothing to do with you. And if we bring up a child in a way that you disagree with, homie, stand back. Because you do not have parental homie, rights in this back. situation. Homie, don't play that. Yeah, well, this is a, this is a, uh, I guess what I meant to say earlier is that, this is not like, oh, do you want to be the, the child's father? Oh, it'll be fun. This is this is like, you are no longer just our friend. Now, any, any decision that we make, there's going to be a lawyer-involved kind of relationship. Exactly. And this could be the kind of relation... This could be the kind of question that puts distance between you as friends. Exactly. And this happens a lot with, with people going into business with each other. People who open a, a store together or a business together... Then they have a falling out, and even though they're both co-owners of a business, now nobody's talking. Um, and so I think it's 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 a tough situation. But I I do agree 
I agree with Caswell. Um, you know, I do think, uh, confused Canadian, that you should, um, that you should, you know, get a lawyer as soon as possible. And, and, and this is one thing. A lawyer doesn't mean a lawsuit. You can have arbitration. And arbitration is kind of the, the middle ground between a lawsuit and not, and not doing anything, and a handshake. And where you can have someone who knows the law negotiate for you on both of your behalves so that, you know, each of you says what you need or want from the situation. And then the arbitrator comes up, the arbiter comes up and says, okay, this is what you all should do based on what you each, what both parties want. And I think that's probably a good idea. So either a lawyer or an arbiter would be a good idea, but this is way over our heads. We are not lawyers. We are certainly not (laughs) <laughs> licensed in any way. So I just realized, you know, like, disclaimer, um, you know, but let us know how it goes. Yeah, but it seems like he didn't he didn't get a clear idea of what the boundaries were in the very beginning or he wasn't listening when you were telling him. But sit down and let him know, like, we love you, we respect you, but we don't know or we're going to make decisions about the religion. We're going to choose the name. Show us how we're going to choose the name. You can keep your ass out of that, our business when it comes to that. And we just want your sperm and we want you to be a supportive gay uncle. And that's that. You know, they're going to, she's going to know where she got her genes from. She's not going to have to do an Ancestry.com to find you. She's not going to have to find the detective. Like She's going to know who her biological father is, but that is exactly what you are, a biological father. And you know, you're going to have to keep your nose out of the parenting business, and that's just that. That's just that. And if you can't agree to that, then that date in September is over. Over. All right, I'm ready to go on to the next question. I'm done with kids. <laughs> All right, time for question three. <clears throat> Cue music. Dear Pep and Kaz, I have a question for you. For a couple of weeks, I've been seeing this guy, and it's going really well. Like, we like each other, and we've been thinking about going further in our relationship. But here's the thing. Slowly but surely, he's revealing his past to me. He's been in prison for bank robbery. He's an ex-meth addict, and he used to be violent with his ex. And he's currently not working and living with his mom. He's now in a much better place, going to AA meetings every night, starting college soon. He got his high school diploma last year. And overall, he seems to be a really different person than before. That being said, I have a, have huge trust issues. And while I am in love with him, I still will not give him keys to my place. I'm really confused about this, and I'd love to have your insight on this. Love, a confused Canadian. Update, he just told me he's assaulted and sequestered his ex. Signed, in love with a felon. Y'all just need to sit down and watch a few episodes of Love After Lockup and, s- and the- let that direct you in your decision. With <laughs> Have you watched Love After Lockup? Of course I have. <laughs> it's it's insane. Okay. No, wait. There's there's what's the, there's another one. Now there's a spin-off of Love After Lockup. Yeah. Uh, Did you know that? It's, wait, it's, uh, I can't remember it's, what it's called. It's, love after, oh. Life After... I don't know what it's called. Life, so, there's a spin of, of Love After Laka. No, have you been watching the... Have you been watching the most recent episodes of Love After Laka? There's some... It's now... There's, it's called like no, Life After Love After Laka. the last one I saw was... Oh, uh, what's her name? 
I don't remember who it was. I remember none of them people. Okay, well, anyway, the, the, the point is. No, the point what? is to sit down and watch Love After Lockup because there's this one story, and I don't remember the names, but this guy, he freaking, he hitched with this girl the moment she stepped out of Rikers. And as soon as she got out, you know, she was, you know, addicted to heroin. No, addicted to crack. Addicted to crack. He spent all his money on her dress, like 500 bucks on new hair. They got married in some bar. That night, she drank, ditched him to go get cracked, stole the car, had the rented car for like five days. He's paying all these fees. She gets picked up by the cops, high as fuck, thrown back in jail. She comes back out of jail. Enter the new season. She she lost like 120 pounds. Like uh, stopped eating. I don't know what the hell happened, but and now the the mother doesn't want to have anything to do with her. The I think the the mom just met him in the most recent episode that I saw. But the shit mm. is fucking mm. crazy. And the point I'm trying to make is, it takes people a long time to change. You can't be like, oh, my boyfriend's going to AA now every day. You you've been with him for two weeks. Let's break it down. Okay, so he let's talk up. to each he, other. He, well, well, okay, okay, okay. He he beat Pep. He beat up his ex. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Beat up his okay, ex. That's number one. That's number one. That's, that, and that's, that's enough. enough. By the way, that's the, by the way, this is that's where I get off. Okay, that's okay. where I leave. Okay, okay. Just so you know. Also, okay. He beat up his ex. He got arrested for bank robbery. <laughs> he for that's bank not, robbery. That, I mean, how is he out of jail for bank? If they for, if, okay, Caswell, if they're gonna arrest you for bank robbery, they must have proof. Do you know what I mean? They must have proof. That's not like we suspect it. So, okay, bank robbery, but he's he's out of jail. Okay, fine. Meth addicts. Meth addicts. Meth addicts. No, listen, that's, I'm not. That's a, I'm, that's a creeper. That's a creeper. That's, that's a, creeper. a creeper. That's a creeper. <laughs> Especially if you haven't been sober for at least a year. But, uh, but I mean, I'm not saying that. Obviously, meth addicts can. We're not judging reform. people who use meth, but come on, girl. No, and I'm not, and, I, and I'm not trying to bash people in recovery. And I have friends that were addicted to meth that have got their life on track, and I would trust them in my house with without a problem, without a problem in the world. They are a different person now. No kind of mind. They're sober. No, I'm just <laughs> and and he's living with his mom. Yeah, that, look, my good friend Mila Jam just posted. Uh, <laughs> The perfect meme for this episode, or for this question. And it's a guy on his knees holding a bouquet of a dozen red flags. And the girl's like, a dozen red flags? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh my god, you know what? I saw that meme. I saw that meme, and I didn't get it until you just broke it down for me. <laughs> I just like scroll through and I'm like, what? I didn't want to try to figure it out, but now yeah. I get it. I mean, does- this is it, right? This is the living version of that. Well, he's definitely got a bouquet of at least half a dozen flags. What? At least half a dozen. We're, we're, I want to say, we're not, um, we're not laughing at your situation, but I'm just... Yes, we are. Is- yes, we are. <laughs> this yes, is, we this are. Is a tough one. No, look, no. Now, look, okay, let me be real. Let me be real. Let me be real. Try. Let me be real. Um... As a black trans woman, I definitely understand what it's like to not have access to men who have, who openly are, have something to lose. So this is the situation. There's a lot of discrimination in the world and men are generally queer, just like it was with gay men, 
back in the day, openly gay men who are high up in society didn't were not always the same thing. Openly queer men who are high up in society is a rarer thing. Openly trans amorous men who are lawyers and doctors and have all this. A lot of times they're in fear that if people find out about them and their their attraction to trans women, that they're going to lose their house, their car, their money, their jobs. And so a lot of times the only people who have the the gall or the guts or the courage to to approach a girl like me sometimes is the person who has nothing to lose. And this is the person who's already lost their house, the person who's already lost their car, person who's, who has a, a, a substance abuse issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot, and these are, this is just a real thing that, you know, there's, there's a person who's experiencing homelessness who's always out of my corner. He's always trying to kick it to me. He don't care who sees him trying to talk to some trans girl. He don't have nothing to lose. And so I'm just trying to say that you don't always have access to a quality pool of men. I was watching another thing that there's um, something like there's twice as many, basically there's like two or three times as many black women as there are black men in our country. And if you subtract the men who have gone to jail, who have a criminal record, who have a felon, who, you know, from what people would call undesirable, the pickings are slim. And so let's be real. There's a lot of women who are just like, look, I just need a motherfucking partner. I'm sure when she said I'm I'm dreaming of a husband, she wasn't dream, dreaming of a bank ro- a crack smoking bank robbery guy who's beating up people and living at home. But that's who's talking to her. So, well, look, the I other side, <laughs> the other side of that coin has a lot to do with self-esteem and what you believe mm-hmm. you deserve. Not necessarily what you believe mm-hmm. you can get right now, but a lot of that has to do with this person pr- probably right. the, uh, in love with a felon probably has to work on themselves. And the f- ex-felon or felon, ex-con, mm-hmm. obviously is working on themselves right now. And let me just say, what mm-hmm. really struck me about this question was when she said, I don't trust this person alone in my house. So she said, I wouldn't give this person keys to my house. But that basically means you would not trust this person alone in your house. And how could you even consider going further mm-hmm. into a relationship? Like, what are you going to do? You're home watching TV. You got to go downstairs, get the, dry, uh, the clothes out of the dryer. You're going to have them go down with you. You got to take a dog for a walk. They're going to leave the house with you. Like, if you do not trust this person alone in your house, then you cannot move forward with that person i don't care it does not matter if i don't trust this person to watch my dog when i go away for the weekend on a gig that i do not want to have a relationship with this person because i can't even be friends with that person and that's just a fact and i'm not saying this person can't Mm -hmm. can't go through recovery and come out a different person yes but right now this person is obviously still on that road to recovery they just got out of prison they still live with their mom you know, it takes a long time to kick an addiction, never mind a meth addiction. And that that beast comes out and you're like a zombie. You can't control it. So they can act all sweet and you can believe every word that they say about what they've overcome and they're not that person anymore. But it really takes it really takes a lot of testing, a lot of triggers to come out of that. And I, like if this person was a meth addict, that that addiction, the chances are that that addiction ruled the decisions that they made which made them rob a bank to get money for their addiction to beat up their ex probably had a lot to do with being high on meth like it all i i believe that a lot of this stems from the meth addiction which probably stems from another issue so besides the fact you know this person should probably be going through therapy 
you know, be this person's friend, but that's all. And I don't trust all my friends. No, mm, I'll have to think about that. But you don't trust everybody home, uh, like alone in your home. That has a lot to do with it. If I can't trust them with my dog, I can't. I, they can't be my boyfriend. Well, I disagree. I do think that um, that meth addiction can lead to any type of addiction can lead to making bad decisions. Right. But I think that the um, spousal abuse is is its own thing. It's it's. It can be exacerbated by a substance abuse or addiction or alcoholism. But I think the kind of person that would beat their partner um, kind of that's that's probably once that door is open, I think that door is always going to be open, unfortunately. And I think that you and um, treating 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 substance abuse addiction doesn't necessarily address the issues of domestic abuse. I think domestic abuse and spousal violence is a separate issue that you need to seek treatment for. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I, I, I don't know. But um, so here's my advice. I think if you're going to stay in this relationship in love with a felon, then you should honestly look for methods that are going to be protective you need fail safes because this person is only human he could do he could fall back into a bad pattern he could rob a bank again he could pick up that meth again he could <clears throat> he could come after you and try to beat you and so i think it's important that you get support from your friends and family who to know that you have them on speed dial and that you're if you're like girl code blue then your friends know exactly what to do. Right. Um, I think that's the first thing you have to do. And then the second thing you have to do is have a communication with him and come up with a, a way to communicate with him that, um, that is also just really good communication and possibly go see a type of therapist together. Because mm-hmm. if he's in treatment, then you're in treatment. That's just the truth. Yep. If, if he's in treatment for his addiction, for his patterns, then so are you. If you're his partner... That's that's something that we all anyone in transition, the people around them transition as well, and so I think that's this is more than just I hope I cross my fingers I hope he doesn't rob a bank again. It's more than that, right? And so I do think that it's important that you get the use the professional tools and the outside tools of health and 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 your social circle to 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 aid both of you in sort of healing in this relationship, and I think that's what's necessary. Yeah, I say dump them. <laughs> Be his friend and be, be, you obviously care about him. So be there and be part of his support circle when he needs someone to talk to. And you can be a friend and not have a serious relationship with this person. And, you know, watch, watch them and watch them make the changes that they have to make and be there for them. But right now, when you say move further in the relationship, I assume that means moving in together. And I assume that means being being in a monogamous relationship and this person being your boyfriend or whatever but right now this person has to work on themselves and that's just that and you can be there for them in other ways and that's what i'm saying that's what i'm when saying I you like this that means i'm rougher. my mother never my mother only yelled at me like this because she loved me when i yell at you like this i want you to take responsibility for yourself <laughs> ain't nobody gonna take responsibility for you I learn. I learn from this. You need to learn. Yeah, you rolling your eyes in the back of your head like you have. I, I, you ain't know what I've been through. You don't know what the hell I've been through. You remember that? 
Yes. I don't know. I just felt like reenacting a dramatic performance for you. Well, I'm sure but, somebody appreciated um, that. Wow. These were some uh, some serious topics. I definitely would like an update on this. Let me know how it goes. You just found out that... <laughs> the, I mean, the last line was update. He just told me he got he assaulted and sequestered his ex. So that doesn't sound like good news to me. Yeah. Doesn't sound like if it just happened, he's on his way to having it's, a smooth It sounds like 13 ride. red flags. Yeah, so please give mm-hmm. us an update on this, and please stay safe, and please don't give yeah, in to Casey Yeah, stay safe and give us an update. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. Make sure you update us and stay safe. Yes. All right, so mm-hmm. that's the end of the questions today. That is the end of the show. Thank you very much for no, listening. No, what's the word of the day? <laughs> let's, come up with, let's come up with the word of the day, even though it's the end of the episode. We should have a word of the day in the beginning of the episode, but what, what is it going to be? The word of the day. You don't have word of the day. Let's make one up. Okay. Okay, fine. Song of the day. No, we can do a word of the day. <laughs> the word of the day is... Okay. Dump them. <laughs> Dump them. D-U-M-P-U-M. Yeah. That's the word of the day. That's what I said. Dump them. <laughs> That's the word, baby. But we, I do want an update. Oh. Let us know how it goes. We already said that. Thank you for tuning in. <laughs> All that good shit. So, as usual, names, places, and faces have been changed to protect the innocent. And the guilty. <laughs> and in today's show, questions were read by the fabulous Daniel Francesi from Mean Girls and Off-Broadway fame. And from Broadway's Head Over Heels, Bonnie Milligan and Brian Flores. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm. Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram, at Forever Dog Team, and liking our page on Facebook.